Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, it's two months until the election and there's breaking news. As a new intelligence memo warns, a foreign government is trying to amplify criticisms of vote by mail to undermine public trust in America's democratic process. Battleground showdown. Donald Trump and Joe Biden hit the states that could decide it all. Biden in Kenosha, Wisconsin, speaking to Jacob Blake and pledging to heal the racial divide. Trump in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, with his law and order message. Plus, what happens if one candidate declares victory on Election Day before millions of mail-in votes are counted? Get on the ground. Breaking news. Seven Rochester officers suspended. Disturbing video of a black man being asphyxiated after police put a hood over his head. What led to Daniel Prude's death and the mayor tonight taking responsibility? Mr. Daniel Prude was failed by our police department, our mental health care system, our society, and he was failed by me. Kids and COVID, the new report that's raising concern that children could carry the virus for much longer than we thought. And The Rock and his family diagnosed with coronavirus. Why the megastar called it a real kick in the gut. Tonight, an arrest in the cyber attacks of one of the country's largest school districts. And the suspect, he's 16 years old. And a superhero till the end. Chadwick Boseman's last text message to the producer of Black Panther, putting sick children before his own battle with cancer. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. It is 61 days before Election Day and tonight Joe Biden is going on the offensive against President Trump. Today, Biden traveled to Kenosha, the Wisconsin city reeling from unrest after the shooting of Jacob Blake. Biden accusing the president of legitimizing hatred and racism. 
Biden's visit comes in stark contrast to the president's trip to Kenosha just two days ago, where Mr. Trump highlighted his campaign campaign theme of law and order and passing on a chance to meet with Blake's family. Well, today, Biden met face to face with the family for 90 minutes and then spoke on the phone with Blake himself from his hospital room. Later, Biden said Blake, who is partially paralyzed after being shot seven times by police, told him he would not let the shooting defeat him, even if he never walks again. Also tonight, U.S. intelligence is sounding an alarm about Russia's efforts to sow doubt in American elections in a bulletin warning that Russia is likely to continue amplifying criticisms of vote by mail to try and undermine public trust in the electoral process. Now, that bulletin comes as the president himself is under fire for his own words, casting doubt on the voting process. Just yesterday, he told North Carolina voters who use a mail-in ballot to also go to a polling place on Election Day and vote in person. To be clear, voting twice is a felony. In fact, just moments ago, the North Carolina Board of Elections website put this warning up at the top of their homepage, double voting is illegal. Now, there's a lot of news to get to, and we are in battleground states with both candidates tonight. We're going to begin tonight with Mola Lenghi, who is in Kenosha. Good evening, Mola. Well, good evening, Nora. Joe Biden found a much different atmosphere here in Kenosha than the president found just two days ago. As you mentioned, their visits were a contrast in mood and in message. It was a quieter trip for the former vice president without the same anxiety or excitement that met the president here two days ago. Nearly two weeks after the Jacob Blake shooting, Kenosha, Wisconsin, has become the center of the political universe. Today, former Vice President Joe Biden and wife Jill met privately with Blake's family, then attended a community meeting where Biden described a phone call with Blake. He talked about how nothing was going to defeat him, how whether he walked again or not, he was not going to give up. During the event, Biden listened to pleas from local community leaders. I would love to see legislation put in place to try to address some of the over-policing in communities. There's way more that we want done, and it didn't just start with Jacob. The former vice president made promises. If I get elected president, I promise you, there will be a national commission on policing out of the White House where I'll bring everyone to the table. Now is the time for racial justice. Today, Biden's campaign released an ad featuring both the former VP and Kamala Harris addressing police violence against black Americans. We hold police officers accountable. Wisconsin is a battleground state. In 2016, then-candidate Trump narrowly won here, while Hillary Clinton was criticized for not visiting the state. On Tuesday, President Trump came to Kenosha focused on restoring law and order, though he did not meet with the Blake family. Today, Biden tried to sell himself as a unifier in a community hoping to heal and rebuild. It's just heartbreaking. I mean, I understand the anger. This is, you know, shown that we need better communication. I'm hoping that this brings everybody together. Well, just as he did with President Trump earlier this week, Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers says that he asked Joe Biden not to come to Kenosha today, saying that now is the time for this community to focus on healing, not be distracted by politics, Nora. Mullalenghi, thank you. Now to that news tonight about Russia's continuing efforts to undermine our democracy. This stark warning is a new one from U.S. intelligence about Russian efforts to cast doubts over mail-in ballots. This year, that could account for some 80 million votes. CBS's Weijia Zhang is traveling with the president tonight in Pennsylvania. Good evening, Weijia. 
Hello to you, Nora, and to everybody. A new bulletin from the Department of Homeland Security spells out how Russia is promoting falsehoods about mail-in voting, echoing President Trump's unsubstantiated claim that it will lead to fraud. The memo also says the disinformation campaign targeted the Democratic primaries and tried to undermine then-candidate Joe Biden. Back on the campaign trail for President Trump tonight to the key battleground state of Pennsylvania. With 20 electoral votes up for grabs, both campaigns are making the state a frequent stop. It's the president's third visit to Pennsylvania since May. Joe Biden has made six trips since June. But there's stunning news tonight that Russia is once again trying to help Mr. Trump win the election. With the Department of Homeland Security assessing Moscow is amplifying criticism of vote by mail. In a new bulletin obtained by CBS News, DHS said Russian proxy websites claim mail-in voting would create vast opportunities for voter fraud. Much of the language mirrors President Trump's own words. It's going to be the greatest fraud in the history of elections. The new alert also says Russia is erroneously claiming ineligible voters could receive ballots due to out-of-date voter rolls, leaving them vulnerable to tampering. Dogs are getting them, okay? People that have been dead for 25 years are getting them. Now, the president has a new suggestion for voters that they should show up in person to vote, even if they mail in a ballot because it may not be counted. So send it in early and then go and vote. And if it's not tabulated, you vote and the vote is going to count. The North Carolina attorney general tweeted that President Trump is asking people to break the law to help him sow chaos. And the Board of Elections warned voting twice is a felony. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany insisted the president does not condone unlawful voting. This president's trying to enfranchise Americans, which is exactly what he's been saying. He wants every American to have a vote. Both President Trump and Joe Biden will be back here in Pennsylvania next week to commemorate 9-11 in Shanksville, where a hijacked airplane crashed. It's unclear if the candidates will overlap, but there is an annual ceremony to honor the victims. Nora? Weijia Zhang, thank you. We turn now to breaking news from Rochester, New York. The mayor has just suspended seven officers in connection with the death of a black man who appeared to be suffering from mental distress while being arrested. Daniel Prude died more than five months ago, but body cam video of his arrest was only released on Wednesday. And a warning, the video is disturbing. Here's CBS's Jerika Duncan. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. 41-year-old Daniel Prude was naked and yelling when officers handcuffed him in the early hours of March 23rd. Minutes into the video, an officer puts a spit hood over Prude's head. You can see one officer press Prude's covered head to the ground until his body goes limp. It all began when Prude's brother, Joe Prude, called 911 concerned about his brother's mental state after he was mentally evaluated at the hospital eight hours earlier. I'm already in Drag me, kill me. You hear him. Don't kill me. That was a sign right there for y'all to let up. A brain-dead prude was taken off life support seven days later. The medical examiner ruled the death a homicide caused by complications of asphyxia in the setting of physical restraint, excited delirium, and acute PCP intoxication.
I'm still waiting on him to call me and say I'm coming home. Today, Prude's 18-year-old daughter, Tayshira, spoke through tears. To know that I would never get that is breaking my heart. The release of the body cam footage five months after the incident sparked peaceful protests, calling for the officers to be held accountable. Rochester Mayor Lovely Warren. Do you think Daniel Prude would have been treated differently if he was white? I do. Why? It's just the way that the system works. A protest just kicked off moments ago, and behind me at this church, a community meeting to discuss the death of Daniel Prude. The New York Attorney General's office is still investigating this case. We have yet to hear from those seven officers who were suspended today. Meanwhile, the police union put out a statement calling the incident, Nora, concerning. Jerika Duncan tonight, thank you. Stocks took a big hit today. The Dow fell by more than 800 points and tech stocks led the decline. Apple shares lost 8 percent, its worst day since March. Many analysts say this was just a correction as the markets come off all-time highs. Now to the coronavirus pandemic and an alarming new survey that finds at America's colleges and universities there have been at least 51,000 cases of COVID since the pandemic began. Now, most have been reported this summer and at least 60 cases have been fatal. Also tonight, there is cautious optimism about a potential vaccine. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. Major news today from Pfizer. The pharmaceutical company says it should know by the end of October whether its vaccine works. Pfizer's vaccine is one of two now in late-stage testing. The CDC is already preparing for a massive vaccine distribution effort. CBS News obtained documents that were distributed to state public health officials that indicate some vaccines require sub-zero cold storage. It could be problematic because it requires equipment not usually found at doctor's offices and pharmacies. A bigger question, once a vaccine is developed, are Americans prepared to take it? A new survey shows 78 percent say they're worried the COVID vaccine approval process is being driven more by politics than science. If the public perceives that shortcuts have been taken, then they are much less likely to take this vaccine. I wish it was only me who tested positive, um, but it wasn't. It was my entire family. Even The Rock can't avoid COVID. He's still recovering, but says his young girls were better in days. Generally, uh, babies and little children um, can often have little to no symptoms at all. Childhood COVID cases continue to climb, rising 17% in just the last two weeks. A new study published today in the Journal of Pediatrics also shows that children can develop antibodies to COVID-19 while they still have the virus. My suspicion is, you know, a couple weeks into infection that they're not still transmitting. Dr. Audrey Odom-John is the infectious disease chief at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. That vaccine can't come soon enough. I I do fear that the vaccine is not going to prevent transmission altogether, but I'm very hopeful that it will keep us much safer. Now, in June, the FDA issued guidance that a COVID-19 vaccine should be at least 50 percent effective. But the agency told CBS News it might make an exception in some cases. Today, Dr. Anthony Fauci said while a vaccine by October is possible, it's unlikely. Nora. Carter Evans, thank you. So much has changed in our lives because of the pandemic. We've all had to learn how to be more patient about things we've taken for granted. Voting is one of them, and this year, that patience may be tested on election night and in the days after. Here's CBS's Major Garrett. 
North Carolina starts mailing out ballots tomorrow, earlier than any other state. Mecklenburg County, home of Charlotte, initially sent out 6,000 absentee ballots in 2016. Tomorrow, they'll send out a record 77,000. I expect that we send out over 150, 160,000 ballots by the time uh, it is all said and done. That will happen across the country. Some 80 million voters are expected to cast ballots by mail, testing elections officials and voters' patients as never before. It is a process of opening an envelope, processing the ballot through a reader, instead of doing it in one action when you go vote in person. That may mean a potentially nerve-wracking delay in results on Election Day. Of the 13 states expected to be competitive this fall, six will accept ballots that are mailed on or before Election Day but arrive afterward. Late-arriving ballots could slow down counting. A recent study indicated that nearly 70% of Biden voters intend to vote by mail, compared to less than 20% of Trump voters. If that holds, early returns could give the appearance of a large Trump lead, but over time, a so-called blue shift toward Biden. I am concerned that people are going to take advantage of that time to, to misinform people. President Trump's months-long campaign of largely baseless attacks on the mail-in vote is likely to accelerate if there is no clear winner on November 3rd and in the days afterward. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg told CBS this morning the platform will police election disinformation. There's nothing illegitimate about taking a few extra days or even weeks in order to make sure that all the votes get counted. Washington, D.C. is one of 10 states or jurisdictions mailing ballots to all registered voters and bracing for heavy volume. Just because you have to wait doesn't mean that there's a problem. This is important. America will not be blind on election night. Exit polls, databases of where mail-in ballots came from will give us important clues, as will, of course, early returns. And if it's a landslide in either direction, it won't take long. But if it is close, especially in states straining under much higher mail-in balloting volume, results could take several days, possibly a week. Nora? That's a good way to explain it. Thank you, Major. Tonight, we're learning more about who authorities say was behind at least some of the cyber attacks on Miami-Dade schools a 16-year-old. The suspect was arrested overnight on a felony charge. Police say he admits to at least eight of the attacks, which prevented some students from logging in for their remote learning. Tonight, the baseball world tips its cap to Hall of Fame pitcher Tom Seaver, who died Monday from complications of dementia and COVID. In New York, Seaver was known as Tom Terrific after he led the 69 Miracle Mets to an unlikely championship. Seaver used a 97-mile-per-hour fastball to win more than 300 games, notch more than 3,000 strikeouts, and three Cy Young Awards. He later became a beloved broadcaster and in private, a painter, and a gardener. Tom Terrific was 75 years old. Tonight, actor Chadwick Boseman is being mourned and celebrated in his hometown of Anderson, South Carolina. And today we learned about text messages he sent just before he died, revealing his true character. Here's CBS's Michelle Miller. All of it has been very personal. Back when Chadwick Boseman was promoting Black Panther, he talked about two boys he knew who had terminal cancer, but were holding on to see his new movie. I think back now to a kid uh, waiting for a toy or a video game. I did live life waiting for those moments. It was an emotional moment because just like those two boys, Boseman himself had been secretly fighting cancer too. It's, it's, it means a lot. 
In a recently publicized text written just before his death, all the charity work he did for cancer patients now takes on deeper meaning. They've been through hell battling disease, he wrote to his executive producer as they worked to get toys to sick children. If we were able to ease their suffering and bring joy for a moment, and hopefully moments, as he goes through the bags, then we made a difference in his life. Few knew of Bozeman's illness, not his co-workers, not even the young cancer patients he often visited in the hospital, like Zoe Dale. Everyone should take a lesson from him, being able to go what he was going through and still have a smile on your face. Lending true credence to the notion that a real superhero never makes it about himself. Michelle Miller, CBS News, South Orange, New Jersey. We wanted to highlight this incredible story as we recognize Childhood Cancer Awareness Month this month. Keep fighting. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, CBS's Steve Hartman is on the road with two unlikely friends in a story that you might say has more than a few twists and turns. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.